0: Oh my God.
1: You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio.
2: The original copies of the Old Testament were written in Hebrew and Aramaic, the Apocrypha in Greek and Latin, and the New Testament in Greek. Different aspects of these three sources were translated into English and compiled into the King James Bible commissioned in 1604 by King James VI and published in 1611. According to Manly P. Hall, it was edited by Francis Bacon and prepared under Masonic supervision, which can be seen on its title page. The most talked about book of the Bible is the Book of Revelation, and throughout church history there have been four different viewpoints regarding its meaning. The idealist or spiritual view uses the allegorical method to interpret the book of Revelation. This viewpoint believes the book is using symbolic imagery to tell the story of good against evil. Edgar Casey believed it was describing both the collapse of an age and the spiritual enlightenment of an individual. The futurist view is that the Bible is to be interpreted literally. They are expecting a seven-year tribulation culminating with the battle of Armageddon followed by a thousand-year rule of Christ on earth. The historicist view is that revelation is a symbolic account of history, from the apostles to the end times. And the preterist view, the focus of this video, is that the biblical prophecies were already fulfilled in 70 AD, and we are living in the new kingdom today. Their first argument is scripture itself. Christ predicted his return in the lifetime of his contemporaries. Liberal critics have used this as proof of Christ's failure to return when he promised to. The Preterist points to Matthew 24, 34, where Jesus states, Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. And they look to the historical record, where they have found several sources who recorded dozens of events between the years 66 and 70 AD that reflect those described in biblical prophecy, such as the angels in Matthew 24:31. Josephus wrote that in the spring of 66, chariots and troops of soldiers in their armor were seen running about among the clouds. An event described by Roman historian Tacitus as hosts joining battle in the skies. According to the Preterist, the book of Revelation was about the tribulations of the Jews and the destruction of Jerusalem, the end of the Old Testament Jewish Age and the beginning of the New Testament Christian Age. As Edward Stevens wrote, the unbelieving Jews were cut off from their inheritance and destroyed while the faithful remnant of believing Jews, along with Gentiles, inherited those covenantal blessings. Thus, the establishment of the eternal kingdom of Christ at the destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70 was the fulfillment of all the things that were promised to God's chosen people. The Preterist believes that we are now living in the new kingdom of Christ and point out that when Jesus and the apostles were describing the coming kingdom, they were not describing a paradise. They were describing how man must act and behave within the new kingdom. They believe that the land of Israel is no longer in the flesh, that those promises are fulfilled in Jesus and his spiritual kingdom, which all Christians now enjoy. Like the QAnon psyop, preterists argue that the end times prophecy is being used to incapacitate a would be Christian opposition to the evil control system currently being built to enslave humanity. There are millions of religious people who welcome this destruction because they believe it is the divine will of God. Why did they choose to give a Mark of the Beast style microchip the patent number 060606? Was it fate or a way to cement the futurist belief into the minds of Christians so that they believe destruction is unstoppable and resistance futile? There are many different belief systems But where is the good in sitting idly by to watch as evil devours the world around us? Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese.
3: Friends, the ship all right.
0: Seems okay if we can get to it.
3: If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Harrison, visit Infowars.com forward slash show now.
0: I hope that old man got the tractor beam by the commissioner. This is going to be a real short trip. Okay, yeah.
3: While other networks lie to you about what's happening now, InfoWars tells you the truth about what's happening next. Visit InfoWars.com forward slash show today.
4: Welcome to the War Room. I am Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith, who was filling in for the great Owen Schroyer. Harrison had a scheduled conflict this afternoon, so we decided to switch. I am pleased to be here with the greatest audience on Earth, that is the InfoWars audience. It is always an honor and pleasure to speak with you. Harrison, of course, did a great job on the American Journal this morning, as always. But I will be back on the American Journal next week, and Harrison will be back with you here on the War Room next week until... Owen gets back from his federally sponsored vacation until Christmas. Crazy new reports coming in. There's footage showing Democrat Representative Jamal Bowman removing the warning signs before pulling the fire alarm. As you may recall, when that alarm was pulled, the footage that was released to the public did not show the behavior of the representative before specifically pulling the alarm. And as a result of that, he was able to come out with this statement, hoping that he would be able to cover up that fact. This is the official statement from Congressman Jamal Bowman that came out for immediate release on September 30th of 2023. Now, almost a month ago, it seems like just yesterday this news happened. Congressman Jamal Bowman released the following statement. I want to personally clear up confusion surrounding today's events. Today, as I was rushing to make a vote, I came to a door that is usually open for votes, but today would not open. I am embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm, mistakenly thinking it would open the door. I regret this and sincerely apologize for any confusion this caused. But I want to be very clear, this was not me in any way trying to delay any vote. It was the exact opposite. I was trying urgently to get to a vote, which I ultimately did, and joined my colleagues in a bipartisan effort to keep our government open. I also met after the vote with the Sergeant-at-Arms and the Capitol Police at their request and explained what had happened. My hope is that no one will make more of this than it was. I am working hard every day, including today, to do my job, to do it well, and deliver for my constituents peace and love. Your hippie in Congress, Jamal Bowman, let's run that clip of what actually happened. There he is, trying to open the door, taking down the emergency sign, pulling the alarm, walking away. And he he said later that he pulled the alarm thinking that it would open the door. But he didn't try to open the door after he pulled the alarm. (laughs) So he clearly did, did this on purpose. And I'm very pleased to hear that he is actually being charged with this. I believe that was recent news. The man is a criminal. He tried to delay a vote which is what, of course, the January Sixers have been accused of trying to delay a vote. And, of course, that inhibition, that obstacle to our democracy, as the left tries to call it, likes to call it, is one of the main justifications used to persecute these political dissidents, these political opposition forces, these domestic terrorists. So when Bowman does it, it's okay. We're going to lie about it. Everybody's going to run cover for him. They're not going to release the full footage, but it's not until he is charged with an actual crime, a crime in which he committed, actually, that we see this sort of behavior. I wonder if he'll be getting the 60 days in prison that our very own Owen Schroyer is facing for expressing his free speech, his ideas, his thoughts on January 6th, because it seems to me that this is actually stopping A vote from taking place, something that none of Owen's actions resulted in. He wasn't among those who actually went inside the Capitol building, who actually went into the chambers, who actually inhibited or stopped these votes from occurring. Yet he gets 60 days because of the things he said. We all know from the sentencing recommendation that they're citing comments he made, comments he made after the alleged crime. So they're trying to determine how long they want to put him in prison based on things that happened after the crime in which he was charged with. But then we have Bowman here very clearly, intentionally slamming the fire alarm in order to stop a vote, to prevent a vote. Somebody who's represented and sworn an oath to protect the Constitution. Yet, I would be very surprised to see the congressman go to prison. And frankly, if he was convicted of the charges that he's facing, I would be very surprised not to see Joe Biden pardon him. How funny would that be if Joe Biden pardoned Bowman for disrupting a vote, yet refused to pardon any of the January 6th protesters, especially those who didn't actually commit any crimes other than going through doors that were opened for them by Capitol Police or walking through barricades that had already been opened or minding the velvet rope. We're not going to see any pardoning on that side so just sickening to see that these politicians think that they get away with this. this is the kind of stuff this is the kind of stuff revolutionaries call for heads to roll over this kind of thing. it's not something we call for on this platform. we don't call for violence by any means but it's incredibly frustrating to see a political class that is able to do the exact same crime or worse versions of the same crime and get away with it while innocent people go to prison for upwards of 22 27 years. 15 years, 13 years, 2 months, whatever. Any time in prison for expressing your free thought, your freedom of speech is time unjustly served. And while our representatives do things like delay votes and persecute and prosecute political dissidents domestically, they seem to be very dead set on protecting the borders of our so-called allies, whether it's Israel or whether it's Ukraine. Ukraine, of course, I wouldn't even... Perceive as an ally, because I don't know when the United States has ever declared its support or partnership for Nazi regimes. Israel says ground forces are expanding operations tonight as Gaza comms and Internet are cut. Over the last hour, there have been widespread reports that communications to the Gaza have been externally cut And minutes ago, Israel's military, IDF, spokesman, has confirmed that ground forces are expanding their operations tonight. And simultaneously, Gazans are being told to immediately evacuate the north and go to the south of the Strip. Ground forces are expanding the ground activity this evening, the IDF affirmed. Below is more of the statement from the military spokesperson, Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari. He says, The Air Force is striking underground targets very significantly. He says adding that ground forces will expand their activity tonight. For the last two days, IDF infantry forces and tanks have conducted limited raids into the Gaza Strip. Hagari says the IDF will continue to strike Gaza City and surrounding areas in northern Gaza, and renews his call for Palestinians to evacuate to the Strip south. Why are they calling for Palestinians to evacuate the Strip's evacuate to the uh, Strip's south when? They're trying to strike Hamas. I mean, you would think that publicly telling people to leave one area and go to another area would also result in your enemy or your target leaving one area to go to that same safe area. And the fact of the matter is they know that nobody, whether they're civilians or Hamas military terrorist agents, nobody in the region is going anywhere. Quote, we are prepared to defend in all arenas. We are acting in order to protect the security interests of the state of Israel, he said. Currently, broad swaths of Gaza are without electricity, water, or easily available food or medical supplies. Hospitals say they are on their last batches of fuel to run generators. Al-Shifa Hospital, Gaza's largest, is being threatened with aerial attack. We're going to get more into the conflict as it develops in the middle east in the next segment we're going to be taking calls at the end of the show today for the last hour so make sure you keep your phone close by as we call for that in the meantime go to infowarsstore.com and check out up to 60 percent off top selling products exclusively at infowarsstore.com and make sure you stick with us we'll be back right after this break
3: we have not had this many of our best selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. Look, we got... 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 Testosterone Boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of PainMD. Incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com.
0: have you tried taking the real red pill a -a one-of-a-kind heart and brain formula designed exclusively for infowarsstore.com one of the most powerful ingredients in real red pill plus is pregnanolone Pregnanolone levels decrease with age, and low levels are associated with fatigue, low brain function, and unhealthy aging. The Real Red Pill Plus also provides essential trace minerals, such as vitamin B12, calcium, copper, and zinc. Featuring naturally occurring L theanine, caffeine, and theobromine, the energy blend inside the Real Red Pill Plus provides an extra pick me up for your day that goes beyond the second cup of coffee. So visit Visit InfowarsStore.com, go down the rabbit hole, and try taking the real red pill. Now 25% off for a limited time at InfowarsStore.com.
5: The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash (laughs) show.
4: Welcome back to the War Room, folks. I am Chase Geiser filling in for the great Harrison Smith, who has been doing an awesome job on this program, filling in for the one and only Owen Schroyer, our very own American hero, our very own free speech martyr. He's gone for now, but not gone forever. He will be back, and we will do everything that we can to make sure InfoWars is still on the air. You can be the reason that we're still on the air if you go to InfoWarsStore.com and check out Deals like I've never seen since I've been a viewer or a listener of InfoWars. I've been listening to InfoWars regularly since late 2020, early 2021, basically since the pandemic really got underway. I've been listening very consistently. And of course, I've been working here now for three, four, almost five months. And I've never seen deals like the deals I see right now on Infowarsstore.com. Some of our best products up to 60% off. I'm very excited to try Brainforce Ultra. I've only ever used Brainforce Plus. The Ultra, of course, is the tincture version. So I'm excited to. See the difference between performance there? But now for only $20, you cannot get a nootropic anywhere. Nootropics are among the most expensive products that you can buy anywhere because there's so much research and there's so many studies about different herbs and different ingredients that help with things like focus and memory and cognitive function that all these pills, they throw all these different ingredients into them and then they try to mark them up as much as possible because everybody's looking for a way to be better, faster, stronger, and smarter So for $20, I don't know if you can find a better solution. And usually when something's cheaper, it means that it's not as good. But when you have an option to purchase the best of something for the lowest cost, it's really a no-brainer. Plus, you're supporting this operation at Infowarsstore.com. So I highly recommend that you check that out. Let's get back into World War III something you won't only need Brain Force Ultra in order to combat, but you might also need Life Select after our supply chains are cut off and our farmers are totally disenfranchised, neglected, and put out of business. The wider war will bring inevitable attempts at martial law in America. Not long ago, at the height of fear over the global pandemic, the U.S. underwent a change that many people argued would never happen. For years, I've heard people say that authoritarian controls in America are tinfoil hat conspiracy theories and doom-mongering. All the prepping, all the talk of community organizing, all the guns and the gear and the training were for nothing. Then the COVID agenda hit like a freight train. And if we know anything, we know now that the government, if it doesn't cause a crisis, certainly exploits one. The government is an opportunistic corporation, and it will do anything it can to seize its primarily... Primary source of revenue, which is power. So, any opportunity that any government has, whether it's the government of Israel, whether it's Hamas, or whether it's the government of the United States of America, any opportunity that any corporation has to gain more power, to create more revenue, it always will. Because if we know anything about governments, we know that they are organizations that operate without a conscience. Only individuals can have a conscience. No organization really has a mission. Every organization, they always put mission statements up on their websites. We see nonprofits say, this is our mission to build value. I was at the grocery store the other day, and I saw some like construction worker wearing a hat, and it was like ADT construction. And it said, building values. It's 1972. Well, it doesn't even really mean anything. I know the construction worker doesn't actually have that mission. It's just something that the corporate leaders put on their merchandise As like a branding thing or a personal reminder. But no organization, whether it's a church or a corporation, has a mission as an organization. It's only the individuals within that organization that have a specific mission. And of course, to the extent that those missions among individuals are aligned, that mission manifests. But... With the likes of Enron or any of these other Ponzi schemes or any of these other corporate scandals that we've seen over the last hundred years in this country, it's the same with what we see among governments, and that is that once an organization reaches a certain size, where it's not dozens of employees, but it's hundreds of employees, and if it's not hundreds of employees, it's thousands of employees, and if it's not thousands, it's tens of thousands, if not tens of thousands, millions, once you reach a certain critical mass as an organization, whether you're a government or a business or a church or whatever... You begin to have an organization that operates without a conscience. It doesn't really have a mission. It's just sort of bureaucratic, red tape, swamp, people trying to get things done or coasting, trying to keep their jobs. And people forget the mission. That's why there's all this talk among Fortune 500 companies about the importance of company culture. And they have to bring in outside trainers to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion and environmental sustainability and governments. But. We see that when you work in a very large corporation, you have a situation in which many employees are often disgruntled with what the company's doing. They often disagree with it, but they all sort of keep their heads down because they want their paycheck, they want their benefits, and they just want to coast. And maybe they'll get interested in woodworking or something on the weekends, and they'll just be weekend warriors living for whatever their hobby is as they sadly wait for retirement and inevitably their own death. But the point I'm trying to make is, once a government reaches a certain critical mass, once an organization reaches a certain critical mass, when that entity does something unethical or wrong, nobody within the company actually feels accountable or culpable for that action. There were a lot of people that worked for Enron that may have not known that they were cooking their books. Does the janitor at Enron feel responsible for what Enron does? Does a mid-level management staffer feel responsible for what Enron does or what any of these major corporations do or what the government does? Does the guy that works at the DMV feel responsible for funding Nazis in Ukraine? And so we've gotten to a point where the government's going to exploit these crises that we have as a pretext to usher in new restrictions on our own rights, just like Alex Jones said on September 12th of 2001 about the Patriot Act, which was inevitable. Just like he said on March 6th of 2001 when he said they were going to fly a 747 into the World Trade Center. Or on July 25th of 2001 when he said they were going to blame it on Osama bin Laden. They use these as an excuse to usher in these restrictions on our rights. And nobody that actually works in the government feels like it's their fault that it's happening. Do you think that the average Democratic staffer feels like it's their fault that insurance premiums in this country have gone up however many hundreds of percentage points since The Affordable Care Act was enacted. Do you think that anybody in the Biden administration actually feels responsible for the inflation rates that we've seen? Do you think anybody in the government feels like maybe they've contributed to the problem? Would any of them say, I feel so guilty about my service in this administration because bankruptcies are up 20% this year over this time last year? No, they don't. They don't have a conscience, which is why it is foolish for leftists who have replaced god with the state because psychologically we all have to have a higher power even if athe- even atheists actually believe in god they just don't know it and they just believe in the wrong god they replace god when god vacates their mind or their thoughts with something else like a state or a girlfriend or whatever but nobody actually believes in these governments that they're responsible for the actions that these governments take and so They become the most dangerous organizations in terms of human rights violations that mankind has ever generated, been a part of, or manifested on the earth. And that's why it's so stupid for leftists to throw money and resources and power at the government because you're just giving the bear what it needs to rip your throat out. Whether it's this season, whether it's after its hibernation, whether it's down the road, you don't sleep next to a bear because eventually it's going to eat you just like that documentary of that freak that loved the bears so much. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back right after this break. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and be the reason we're still on the air.
3: Last year we put this book out. The Great Reset and The War for the World, it became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them and then gives an alternate plan of the society we could. Build together. That's why it's the Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at Infowarstore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself to the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to Infowarsstore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now.
5: The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. <laughs>
4: Welcome back to the War Room, folks. I'm Chase Geyser hosting today. And War Room is such a perfect name for all that's going on in the world, namely World War III. As I'm getting new reports here from the Daily Mail that Hamas will feel our wrath tonight, warns Israel as it unleashes unprecedented airstrikes on Gaza. IDF steps up ground operations and tells Palestinians to flee south now as invasion looms with phone lines and internet cut across the city. I wonder why they cut the phone lines and the internet. I think it probably has to do with the fact that it is strategically important to cut off the communications of an enemy during a combat operation, but it may also have to do with the fact that they don't want Palestinians documenting, sharing, photographing the destruction that they're going to face tonight. Palestinians claim Israeli tanks are exchanging fire with gunmen inside Gaza. It's from Times of Israel. IDF earlier said ground forces would expand operations, as we covered on this show a couple of segments ago. UN passed its resolution calling for Gaza ceasefire. No Hamas condemnation. Gaza communications collapse amid airstrikes. This picture was taken from a position along the border with Gaza Strip near Doro. I don't know, it's probably Sderot, in southern Israel on October 27, 2023, that's today, Shows a view of a watchtower and heavily damaged buildings behind in Gaza. Ambulances crowding the entrances of hospitals. Looks like residential buildings damaged. Great print on this. Thomas, good job finding this. These pictures are great. It's still from a video released by the IDF. shows Israeli tanks rolling into Gaza on the 27th. The Israeli-American Council, American Jewish Committee, and other Jewish groups unveil an installation in Times Square yesterday featuring a 222-seat Shabbat table with a chair and place setting for hostages held by Hamas. Smoke from rocket attacks rising over Tel Aviv. Families and friends of Israelis who are held hostage in Gaza hold a rally outside of Tel Aviv. Projectors light the sky in memory of those abducted by Hamas. So this is definitely escalating. There's an international propaganda campaign going on in support of Israel. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. I do not support Hamas. I condemn Hamas. I don't particularly care about civilians in Palestine as much as I care about Americans in East Palestine. Unlike the Biden administration. So I'm no apologist for Hamas or apologist for the Palestinians. But I'm also not a shill for Israel because there is such a thing as a conflict of interest, and anybody who puts any other nation before America, whether it's an ally or an enemy, in my opinion, commits a great betrayal of the American people themselves. And the Middle East defense alliances could create a domino effect similar to World War I. Here on InfoWars.com, this article was posted today. Anyone who has studied the history of the 20th century is likely familiar with the tragic series of confluences and coincidences that triggered a domino effect of military alliances leading to World War I. The tale of World War I is a tale of what DARPA would call a linchpin event. That's a relatively small action or crisis triggering a large avalanche of geopolitical disasters, and we know that the government, just like I said in the last segment, as all governments love to exploit a crisis for maximum response, maximum self-empowerment, maximum effect. We saw it with 9-11. They killed 3,000 of us. We invaded two countries for 20 years and slaughtered hundreds of thousands of civilians along with terrorists. Even though the terrorist that was actually responsible for it was just wiped out in a small operation in Pakistan. We did manage to topple two stable governments in the region, and then leave those regions totally desolate and in the hands of terrorists, along with all of our weapons, which were then, of course, sold to more terrorists, which then, of course, attacked Israel, which now, of course, is resulting in World War Three. So every single problem we've ever had has been because of an over to a small conflict and a self-generated crisis over an extended period of time. And it's not a coincidence that every single World War, World War I, World War II, and now World War Three has been started within 100 years of the establishment of the Federal Reserve Bank because it all boils down to central banking, fractional reserve banking, and the lie that is our currency, the lie that is fiat currency as a global reserve currency backed by nothing but political pull, exploitation, abuse, and violence. And when you run a scheme, the only way to keep it going is to either expand that scheme or kill anybody who would call you out for it. So we've had World War One, we've had World War II, we've had World War Three. all of them intimately related with banking, all of them resulting in total global shifts in economic policy, all of them resulting in more establishment of globalist organizations. After World War I, it was the League of Nations. After World War II, it was the United Nations. And now we have NATO, and now we have the World Economic Forum, run by the son of a Nazi who was trying to develop nuclear power for the Nazi party. This isn't a Hugo Boss situation where they were trying to make suits, or an Adidas situation where they were making shoes and boots for soldiers. We're talking about Klaus Schwab being the son of a Nazi responsible for researching heavy water, which was thought to have atomic properties. The guy running the WF is the son of a Nazi trying to give a nuclear bomb to the Nazis. And by the way, they love to support Ukraine, don't they? Where the Nazis remain... 250,000 Ukrainians fought voluntarily for the Nazis in World War II. One of them even slipped through the cracks to get a standing ovation in Canada. Do you know how many Jews were killed by Ukrainians working voluntarily for the Nazis in World War II? Thousands upon thousands upon thousands. A quarter of a million of them signed up. Just look it up. It's on Wikipedia. Leftist Wikipedia which Elon Musk recently offered a billion dollars in exchange for the opportunity to change their name to Dickipedia. Speaking of Elon Musk, he calls Scottish leader a blatant racist. Twitter ex-owner Elon Musk has labeled the Scottish first minister a blatant racist, leaving the comment on a video of a speech Humza Youssef made in Parliament complaining about the number of white people in prominent positions. In the video, which is a few years old, Yusuf, now the leader of the country, states most senior positions in Scotland are filled almost exclusively by people who are white. Going on to give examples like the Lord Justice Clerk, Solicitor General, and other senior political figures, claiming it is not good enough. Elsewhere in the speech, Yusuf claimed that we have to accept the reality and the evidence that is in front of us that Scotland has a problem of structural racism. When you're condemning people for their race, having positions, or when you're celebrating someone for the race having a specific position, it is racist. And I know that the term racist gets thrown around a lot. It used to mean that you were racist if you believed that any race was inherently inferior or inherently superior to another race. That would be the preference of race, the classification of a person based on their immutable characteristic of race is either better or worse. That is the root of racism. And then it expanded to prejudice... So if you prefer someone for a job because of the race, or you you don't hire someone because of the race, that was the next sort of level of racism. And now we are in a position where all forms of racism are acceptable as long as they apply to only a specific race, to a white race. I'm someone who believes that anyone should have a right to be judged by who they are as an individual, regardless of their background or their race. I believe that the best person for the job should always get the job, despite their race, gender, sexual orientation, whatever. And then we have the left saying that being against racism isn't enough. You actually have to be an anti-racist or you are a racist, and anti-racism is racism just the other way. So while we have leftists desecrating Charlottesville Robert E. Lee statue after transforming Lee Park into a homeless camp, we find the hypocrisy here because in Ukraine in a cemetery outside, excuse me, in Philadelphia, in a cemetery outside of Philadelphia in Pennsylvania, we see a statue of... The Iron Cross with the Ukrainian symbol, that stays up, but Robert Ely's statue goes down because he's the wrong type of racist and the Ukrainians are the right type of racist. We'll get more into everything going on in the next segment. Make sure in the meantime you visit infowarsstore.com and be the reason we're still on the air.
3: A lot of listeners have complained in the last two years that our amazing, high-quality coffee has not been available. And that's because the prices went up too high for the raw beans and the quality had gone down some. I turned down so many companies that wanted to work with us. But now, we have brought back the coffee, and it's even better from a national supplier that's veteran-owned and veteran-operated. It's powered by the company, Minuteman Coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, this is... The best tasting, best smelling, strongest coffee that I have ever drank. It is game changing. All you got to do is buy a bag of it. And try it. I know you're going to be hooked, which will then fund your operation a 360 win. Go to Infowarsstore.com right now for Escape the Prison Planet Light Roast. That's the strongest. The amazing Medium Roast Wig of America. And finally, the best tasting Dark Roast Tip of the Spear, now exclusively available at Infowarsstore.com. Get your coffee now.
5: The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show.
4: Welcome back to The War Room, folks. In the last segment, we talked about how the leftists are desecrating Charlottesville's Robert E. Lee statue after transforming Lee Park into homeless camp. I wonder how long it took for them to find a welder willing to do that to a Robert E. Lee statue. Meanwhile, there is a Nazi monument in Elkins Park Cemetery, which has escaped notice... This, of course, was first published in early September of this year, but this statue has been up since the 90s. It's an iron cross with the Ukrainian trident-esque symbol right in the middle of it. If you drive north out of Philadelphia into Elkins Park, you'll arrive at a cemetery entrance in less than 10 minutes. And you can see here in this image that this is a very beautiful statue, despite what it is. Very well-kept. Landscaping, it seems better taken care of than the Abraham Lincoln Memorial in Springfield, Illinois, which I've seen in a terrible dilapidated state. A large stone cross honoring Nazi collaborators. Now, it's not just a large stone cross. It's the Iron Cross, even though it's made out of stone. It is the Iron Cross, the famous Nazi cross, which you're all familiar with. Anyone who's seen a World War II movie has seen an Iron Cross. The monument in the Montgomery County community, known for its synagogues, is dedicated to the 14th Waffen Grenadier Division of the Schutzstaffel, the Nazi military branch often referred to simply as the SS. The slab was erected by veteran groups about 30 years ago at St. Mary's Ukrainian Catholic Cemetery to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the creation of the unit which drew volunteers and conscripts from Nazi-occupied Ukraine to fight for Germany during World War II. But unlike hundreds of Confederate statues around the United States or the Christopher Columbus statue in South Philly, this monument and its Cyrillic dedication have largely escaped wider public scrutiny. So we'll see leftists constantly tearing down statues of white people, yet simultaneously refusing to tear down statues of Nazis, Not because they themselves are Nazis, but because they hate you more than the perpetrators of the Holocaust. They would rather have you be a Nazi than a white guy who votes for Donald Trump. Really, really sick and embarrassing stuff. And that's just the beginning of the hypocrisy. We all know about the hypocrisy of the Clintons that has been going on ever since the establishment of that family in a sort of Frank Underwood-esque, House of Cards-esque effort to conspire together to gain as much power as possible despite homosexual tendencies within the marriage. There's a video now of a man being dragged out of Hillary Clinton rally after asking about Bill's trips to Epstein Island. Let's go ahead and run clip three.
1: Then you want somebody who's going to get up every day. Hey, Hillary, yeah. why is your husband missing Epstein H-
0: Island
4: 26 times? That's yeah. Guys, frequently involved with going after predators, being thrown out after calling out Bill Clinton's abuse of underage women on Epstein's Island. They would rather drag this man out than tear down an iron cross in a cemetery in Philadelphia.
0: Is this really necessary, is this really necessary
4: guys? Is this really necessary? They're dragging him out by his shirt. His shirt is pulled necessary? all the way up. They're ripping his shirt off faster, faster than Bill Clinton can rip off a 16-year-old girl's shirt on That's Epstein's right island. A grown is this necessary? Seriously, come on. Hey, is this necessary, guys? Wow, unbelievable. Let's go ahead and cut to the clip of Joe Rogan talking about how Alex Jones was right about Epstein years before it came to the forefront. So we know
6: Epstein's Island's real, and I used to think that was f-ing insanity. Alex yeah. Jones was telling me about that over a decade ago. Right? Right? Yeah, island, yeah, that's they, nuts. they
3: compromise people on this island, they get them, go there. These little hot girls, they, they, they look hot, but they're 16.
1: He's it's telling crazy. me this whole thing. I was like, what? That's the thing about Alex Jones is that he'd always have this method of, like, He'd like throw he throws a lot of shit at the wall. They
3: turning the frogs gay. Yeah.
1: When that one turned out to be right too, or yeah. more or less kind of right, you know, yeah. or maybe trans, whatever the frogs are. It's doing She's something. Changing to their them. sex. Yeah, yeah. Um but like he'd so and by the way, the thing is that there's there's too many people who are like, Alex Jones was right at, and there are a lot of things he was right about. But there's also a ton of things he was wrong about that he'd just say with certainty, like, and I have the information, I have all this and this, and it's like this just none of this is true.
4: There you have it, folks. Another one of Alex Jones being right. We're currently working on a database of all of the Alex Jones broadcasts since the spring of 2001. And you're going to be seeing a lot more of Alex Jones was right content because we've set up the program that's able to search this database with keywords and identify any time any specific topic was mentioned on the air over the last 22 years. And we're going to be able to see all the predictions that he made that were correct. So we've been going through a little bit of some of the old ones, and we found that he actually predicted 9-11 in March of 2001 and not just in July of 2001. We figured out that he predicted the invasion of Iraq a year to the date before it actually happened. We know that he knew about Epstein's Island 10 years before it became public information, according to that Joe Rogan clip. And we know that he's been right time and time again, whether it was Tucker's carling, just firing, just a, uh, Tucker Carlson's firing just a couple of months before he was fired, or whether it was the invasion of Ukraine coming by Russia months before it happened, predicting it to the date, whether it was the Vegas shooter, which he predicted days before it happened, and within eight minutes of when it happened, he said a mass shooting was going to happen at 10 p.m. I believe it started at 10.08 p.m., because sometimes false flag operations can run a little bit late a few minutes. You hit the wrong red lights on the way to the top of the hotel. Might get started a little bit later. But we know that he was right, and it's going to become clearer and clearer that he was right all along about many, many more things. And the more right he is, the more the left hates him. They ignore you if you're wrong all the time. They ignore you if you don't have an audience. But when you start to get it right, and when people start to listen to you, Well, that's when they start to persecute you. We saw the same exact thing happen with Jesus Christ. And I'm not trying to compare Alex Jones to Jesus Christ. Of course not. But in the same token, when you have somebody that develops a following over a period of time because they speak the truth to power, then everybody will begin to hate that person and find any excuse they possibly can to arrest that person and to persecute that person. Even Pontius Pilate expressed doubt that Jesus Christ was actually guilty. And they left it up to the mob to decide whether or not to release Jesus Christ or Barabbas. And they hung him up and they mocked him for being king of the Jews and they killed him just because he was telling the truth. So that's the danger. That's what they want to do. They want to scare you out of speaking the truth because they want you to think about the Owen Shroyers who go to prison or the Alex Joneses who get sued for billions of dollars. They want you to see what happens to those who speak the truth so you're too afraid to do it. But I ask you now, I ask you this. If you are afraid of the risks of telling the truth now, are you not afraid of the risks of not telling the truth? Is it not the case that whatever they do to you now for fighting back is a fraction of the pain that you will feel, that you will see, that you will witness, that you will experience if you wait too long to fight back? What are they going to do to you if you don't fight now? What are they going to do to you if you don't speak out now? I know you're worried about your jobs and being fired for saying something critical of Israel or whatever. I know that you're worried about whether or not your clients will let your business go if they realize that you're a Trump supporter. I know that you're concerned about paying the bills, about paying the mortgages, but what's going to happen when there is no freedom left? We have but an ounce of it now. We have one seed left to plant, folks. And if we let that seed go, there's never going to be a harvest again. There's never going to be the rewards, the benefits to reap of our freedom If we let the final seeds expire or be torn apart. And we know that the fewer seeds a farmer has, using this metaphor, the more difficult it is to have a crop yield again. And it's getting more and more difficult to save this country, but it's not too late. We're trying the best we can here on this network to be part of the reason that America is still a free country or has any hopes of ever being a free country again. And we need your help in doing so. The best way that you can help keep us on the air, of course, is going to InfowarsStore.com. Up to 60% off now on top selling products exclusively at Infowars Store. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, we're excited to announce some of our top selling products, which are going on sale for a massive discount of up to 60% off. Brainforce Ultra, 60% off. Immune Support, 50% off. Organic Greens Fiber, 50% off. 40 off for vitamin D3 gummies. Down and out sleep support, 40 off. Whole food multivitamin, 40% off. Super female vitality, 40% off. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and get these best-selling items for up to 60% off before we run out of stock to avoid missing out on this massive savings. It's Friday, folks. For many of you, it's payday. Now is the best time in ever with more money in your bank and the best deals in the history of the website on the website now. Go to InfoWarsStore.com. Where
3: were you when humanity was fighting for its life? where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide where were you when the new world order was starting world war 3 with russia well i know where you are you're watching and listening to infowars.com right now and i salute you and thank you and i want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now and a key tool in that fight is the great awakening defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance this is my second book Part two of The Great Reset and the War for the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to sense the number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists and it funds the Info War. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now.
1: They're doing things that can't even, on an academic level, conceivably help the United States or the population that lives here. Letting in 7
4: million people from the poorest countries in the world illegally and then immediately putting them all on public benefits? I mean, that right there will destroy the country. And they did that on purpose. So these are really, really dark people the darkest.
0: Inaction is unacceptable and we must
4: come together and address the broken border. We have to do it.
7: It's far worse than anyone wants to realize.
1: She came home and saw this round object the dogs were
8: playing with in the yard. She found that it was a human skull. It still had brain matter in it.
2: It's 96 countries, including 24 special interest countries of terrorism concern, they're bringing in, they brought in uh, 7,300 people from special interest countries where there's terrorist organizations operating uh,
0: by invitation.
7: Not only is the border overwhelmed, we are witnessing a slow motion treasonous act of the highest order. Congressman, what we do
1: at CISA, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, is identify the tactics that adverse nation states use to weaponize disinformation.
4: Who determines what's false? Do you understand the problem here?
1: The reason the framers of our Constitution did not create an exception for quote unquote false information from the First Amendment is because they didn't trust the government to determine what it is. Meanwhile, the
7: establishment revels in their evil madness. As the Daily Caller reported, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorcas honored Avida Mousavian. Chief of the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services Office of Policy and Strategy, Mousavian had tweeted in 2018, before she began her tenure with the Biden administration, the hashtag Abolish ICE, saying the agency was misleading the public and making our workplaces less safe. The tide has turned as Democrats have been hit with the cold realization of the consequences they will face personally due to their compliance with the United Nations' cloward and piven deluge of human suffering and inevitable terrorism.
0: An eighth
3: grader killed on a cleaning shift at a poultry plant in Mississippi, a 14-year-old hospitalized in Alabama after being overworked at a chicken operation. Another child lost his hand in a meat grinder in a Michigan operation, a 14-year-old maimed while working an overnight shift
1: in our country since president biden's been president how many non-american citizens have come into our country illegally or on the basis of a claim of asylum thank you senator I'm hsi as an investigative agency is uh how m- how m- do you know the number no senator you're a senior member of homeland security are you not that's correct does anybody know the number None of you know the number.
8: Basically, we've got a broken system. You don't know how to fix it. Money's not going to solve this problem, Ms. Nanda. Uh, You don't know the numbers. You don't know the law to enforce the law. So what comes across is that we've got a homeland security team here that doesn't believe in securing the homeland (coughs) because you don't care enough to go deep enough into the issue to be able to define the problem and be able to fix it. Your goal is not to secure the country and the border. Your goal is to just let everybody come on in and to hell with this trying to find 85,000 kids.
7: Do you really think that you're helping these children by releasing them to labor traffickers and, yes, sex traffickers, 85,000 children whom you have... No contact with. And your answer is we gave them a presentation before we turn them over to these people who are exploiting them on a scale not seen in this country for a 100 years, a century. Right. What's the number? Different. What's the number? How many of you are you? You said child welfare is your top concern. What's the number? I don't have the specific number. How can you not know? Why would you come to this hearing and not know? America must now focus with total unyielding concentration on deporting millions of illegal immigrants, even as our president foments more wars to reinforce the great distraction.
1: The United States Defense Agreement with the Philippines is ironclad. Any attack on the Filipino aircraft vessels or armed forces will invoke our mutual defense treaty with the Philippines.
4: Welcome back to the War Room, folks. I am Chase Geyser. As you may have seen, the internet is unloading on a Gen Z girl complaining about working a 9-to-5 job, but is she right? A recent college graduate posted an now mega viral rant complaining how her first 9-to-5 job is a disaster for her personal life. Let's go right into clip 5.
8: I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying. But this is my first job, like, my first 9-to-5 job after college, and I'm in person, and I'm commuting in the city, and it takes me fucking forever to get there. There's no way I'm gonna be able to afford living in the city right now, so that's off the table, like, fucking duh! If I was able to walk to work, and it, it'd be fine, but I'm not, so it literally takes me, like, I leave here, at, like, I get on the train at 7.30, and I don't get home till, like, 6.15 earliest, and then, like, I don't have time to do anything, I don't- I want to shower- like people that drive to the office like it doesn't you don't get off at five and I know it could be worse I know I could be working longer but like I literally get off it's pitch black like I don't have energy how do you have friends like how do you have time to like meet like a guy I don't know like how do you have time for like dating like I don't have time for anything and I'm like so stressed out and I'm also getting my period so that's why I'm all emotional but like am I so dramatic it's fine
4: You know, people have been giving this gal a really hard time, but she seems like a sweetheart to me, and she's right, and I don't think it's her fault that she's surprised, because we are in a situation in this country now where you go to college with the promise of a job, you wind up in sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt by the time that you graduate, and you're totally not prepared for anything you're about ready to experience in real life. Sometimes our students, many times, oftentimes our students either take a year off before they go to college or change their major while they're at college or both, resulting in a situation where our kids aren't going into adulthood until they're like 23 or 25 years old. If you're going to be a doctor, you're not even going to start working your first real job until you're like 30 years old. That used to be a middle-aged person in this country. It used to be the case that you could graduate from high school, become an apprentice in a trade, and by the time you're like 20 years old, you could actually support a family of four and own your own house and you know maybe one vehicle. That's out the window because of inflation. There were people who lied about their age during World War II so they could fight. I don't know for a fact who the youngest person was storming the beach of Normandy, but I believe that there is documented evidence that one of the soldiers, at least, was a 16-year-old boy. I always tell my wife, if you're old enough to storm the beach at Normandy, you're old enough to do X, Y, Z. And so, it's not her fault. I think she's a sweetheart. I just think that she's shocked because the system has failed her in... Multiple ways. She wasn't prepared for what it was going to be like in college because now college is so easy. I found that I was surprised when I went to college because it was easier than my high school, my public small town high school. You're considered a full-time student in college if you do 12 credit hours. That means you only have to be in class 12 hours a week during the semester to be considered a full-time student. Now I know there's work you have to do outside of class like study and work on projects and write papers, but let's just say that for every hour you're in class, there's an hour that you need to be working for that class. So that's 24 hours. That's not even that's half a that's half a work week. It's less than half a full work week. They say 40 hours is a full work week, but nobody's even working 40 hours anymore. Everybody that I know works at least 50 hours. Or if they work 40 hours at one job, they're doing 20 at another because inflation's so high. So of course she wasn't prepared for that experience. In college, you have time to go to class, work out, watch your favorite show for four hours in a row, then go to a party and then do it all over again and still get good grades. It's easy to do. And you don't feel the pressure of the debt that you're assuming while you're in that process because you don't have to pay it off until you graduate. So of course she's surprised that when she got hit, got in the real world, she was hit in the face with with reality. I don't blame her. I know that people have been teasing her. And it's easy to tease her. Don't get me wrong. But she seems like a sweet girl. That has been. Unfortunately. Very. Unprepared for this. Experience. And it's not only that. But it's the inflation aspect too. We went off the gold standard. Under the Nixon administration. Really we did so under the. FDR administration. In the 30s. But we definitely did it. Under Nixon. Was it 71 that Nixon did that? And. Ever since then, the value of the dollar has plummeted so much that our minority communities have turned to crime in order to make ends meet, which is why the vast majority of increases in single mother families have manifest. And it's also why the feminist movement was created. The feminist movement was not actually encouraged or sponsored or catalyzed out of a desire for increased rights for women, as many people think. I believe that men and women should have equal rights. Don't get me wrong there. But it was created because we knew inflation was going to happen and that we knew it was going to be impossible for men to provide for their entire family if women weren't working. So there are very few families in the United States, very few nuclear families especially, where a man can work, a woman can stay home and take care of the family all day and not work a side job. It's just impossible. And so we have a situation where everybody's got to work, and they don't have to work just 40 hours. They have to work maybe 40 hours at one job, maybe 20 at another job. The value of the dollar is consistently plummeting, and there is no time to do things like look into the details of Hunter Biden's laptop or do research on whether or not 9-11 was an inside job or actually get to the bottom of what's going on in the world because by the time you sit down to take a breath at night, you're ready to fall asleep, and all you feel like doing is throwing on a nightly show or a stand-up comedian, or maybe a little bit of Fox News, or maybe a little bit of CNN, nobody's thinking, "All right, I'm going to listen to Infowars, or I'm going to do a little bit of my own research, or I'm going to submit a FOIA request on this thing that doesn't quite make sense to me, I'm going to double-check, look in, or read some studies about whether or not mRNA vaccines are healthy, safe, and effective. Because we're all exhausted, because we're working for the man the entire time, they want all of your hours occupied, because when you're working for them, you can't do anything for yourself. And I have No problem with long hours. My wife will tell you there are times where I have clocked in at InfoWars on a Friday night and clocked out on a Sunday night. Drink a little coffee, just hammer it out. I have worked 40-hour shifts in one sitting before, not just for InfoWars, but for my small business. Because when you're worried about paying the mortgage or how you're going to make ends meet, you put in the extra hours to figure it out. There's no, no problem with that. I'm all for... People working hard. And I'm all for employers demanding a lot of their employees. I'm all about it. But when we create an entire society based on people working as much as possible, one out of four hours of their day of their work, going to the federal government in the form of taxes, if you're a small business owner, you're paying both sides of Social Security tax. One year, I believe that all the money I took in was, it was like, 36% of my income went to the government. That's one out of every three days I worked. I worked for the state, and you're telling me that we're actually obeying the 13th Amendment? You're telling me that there isn't slavery in this country when one out of every four or one out of every three days that you work or moments that you take breath? It's for the feds so they can fund Nazis and get the kickback at the political class level via the investments that they've made in their military-industrial-complex contractors? We are a slave state. And it's not slavery based off of race. It's slavery based off of income. The more you make, the more they take. The more they take, the more they bomb. And the more they bomb, the more they make. And it all starts all over again, over and over again. And the people can't wake up because every waking moment is dedicated to trying to make ends meet. Speaking of making ends meet, make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and help us make ends meet. Things are tight right now around here, guys. We really need your help. We really need to stay in this fight. We need to be on the air through this election cycle. The globalists, the leftists, the statists are coming at us from all angles. They're either trying to imprison us or bankrupt us constantly. Be the reason we're still on the air. Visit InfoWarsStore.com. And it's not an expense, folks. It's an investment in yourself and your country.
3: Last year we put this book out, The Great Reset and The War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of a society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next-level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself to the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. The satanic New World Order is betting against humanity. They're betting on our weakness. They believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down into the ashes of history. But the trap they've laid for us will be their destruction, not ours. If we trust in God and if we are valiant and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith, and we put our trust, and we put our destiny in the hands of God. Because it's been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us?
5: Infowars.com forward slash show.
4: Welcome back to the War Room, folks. I'm Chase Geyser. Today, it's an honor and a pleasure to be with you. The next hour, we're going to be taking your calls. More to cover, though. This hour, so much going on. The Biden State Department was blasted for celebrating Intersex Day. The Biden State Department has been slammed online after posting a statement celebrating Intersex Awareness Day. A statement noted that the department has a commitment to m- promoting and protecting the human rights of intersex persons globally, with spokesperson Matthew Miller further laying out how intersex persons often face stigma and discrimination. Miller further stated that intersex children are subjected to medically unnecessary surgeries, adding, these harmful practices which can cause lifelong negative physical and emotional consequences are a medical form of so-called conversion therapy practices and that they seek to physically convert intersex children into non-intersex children. <laughs> so, so am I understanding this right? Is it? Are they now complaining that... Non-binary children who have sex changes are the subject of discrimination because they're supposed to be able to kind of play on both sides of the fence, but the surgeries aim to make them the other sex? I guess it's true that they eat their own. Planned Parenthood describes... Intersex as a general term used for a variety of situations in which a person is born with reproductive or sexual anatomy that doesn't fit the boxes of female or male. Continue, sometimes doctors do surgeries on intersex babies and children to make their bodies fit binary ideas of male or female. I guess if you're bo- born with both parts, they go ahead and make the decision for you. That's where the criticism is. The department celebrates some sort of obscure alphabet pride or pronoun day that no one even knows exists. Practically every week has introduced gender X passports and, file and flies rainbow flags on the same pole as U.S. flags at embassies. Today on International Pronouns Day, we share why many people list pronouns on their email and social media profiles. There's all these posts about Intersex Day. And I just don't understand why the government is taking a position on this. It seems like the government in the political class always love to take positions on group identity, group issues, but they always fail to remember that if you don't protect the rights of an individual, then you can't claim to be an advocate for any minority because the individual is the greatest minority of all, which is why the conservative approach, the right wing approach, the individualistic approach is actually the most ethical approach. Because we're the ones that talk about individual rights. We don't talk about gay rights or women's rights. We talk about individual rights. The Bill of Rights only advocates for rights as they apply to individuals. It does not say anything about rights for entire groups of people. Now, we know that slavery was outlawed, for example. Obviously, that applied to the black community here. But it was about slavery altogether. No individual shall be enslaved in this nation. Even the 1964 Civil Rights Act says that no person shall be discriminated on on the basis of their immutable characteristics. Freedom of speech does not apply to groups. It applies to individuals. Freedom of religion, the same. Freedom of assembly, the same. The right to petition, the same. The right to bear arms applies to individuals, not to groups. But then we constantly have a political class which comes out and says, we need to talk about gay rights. We need to talk about women's rights. We need to talk about black rights. It's like, no, 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 no. No group has rights. Only individuals have rights. You don't lose your rights if you leave a group. You don't inherit rights by joining a group. You inherit your rights at birth. They are immutable characteristics. You are born with them. They are bestowed upon you by God, regardless of whether you believe in God or not. Facts do not care about your feelings. And so why is it that we talk about group rights? It's because it's not about giving any group a right. It's about using that group as an excuse to discriminate against other individuals within other other groups. So when they talk about things like affirmative action, which the Supreme Court has recently ruled to be illegal, at least in certain circumstances, when they talk about things about minimum hiring requirements of certain people on the basis of race, of the race. They're not doing it because they're trying to help that race. They're doing it because they're trying to harm individuals within another race, or they're just trying to eliminate the concept of individuals altogether. And like I said, you cannot claim to be an advocate for minority rights if you do not advocate individual rights. Because the individual is the greatest minority of all. And meanwhile, while the government does these things, which it's not supposed to, like expand its own power and advocate for group rights with total disregard over individual rights, it fails to do the things it's actually explicitly commanded to do in our Constitution, a Constitution which our politicians swear an oath to protect, but then continuously try to defy by advocating for different forms of government, say, democracy. They fail to do things like protect... Our border, which is one of like three things the government's supposed to do. It's supposed to protect your private property rights and all of your individual rights. It's supposed to protect against the border. And it's supposed to enforce contracts. It's like the three things the government's supposed to do. None of them it does, but it does virtually everything else that can be conceived of under the sun that would result in an increase of the power. And the reason they don't do the three things they're supposed to do is because the three things they're supposed to do don't serve the interests of the political class at all. Why would anyone in our government care about actually protecting the border when protecting the border in Ukraine is so much more lucrative for anyone invested in Raytheon? Why would the government care about enforcing contracts domestically When he can establish contracts for humanitarian aid overseas for companies in which members of our government are invested in. If you look through Hunter Biden's emails on bidenlaptopemails.com, you'll find instance after instance of their celebration internally of a crisis like a tsunami or an earthquake or an issue in Haiti. Because now there's an opportunity for them to invest in water bottles, which the taxpayer could pay for to be sent over to relieve the humanitarian crisis. They love doing everything except what they're supposed to do because what they're supposed to do simply doesn't pay the bills. Who wants to go through the hell of running for office for United States Congress in order to just make $175,000 a year? Who wants to put their family through that just so they can say they're a congressman for one hundred and seventy-five dollars a year in order to do what the government's actually supposed to do? When they can run for office and not only make $175,000 a year in salary, but also millions upon millions of dollars in addition to that through their investments and their legalized insider trading. How is it that Joe Biden's able to have a house on the beach and a house here and this fancy car when he's only been a senator for so many years? Well, it's because he and his son, Hunter Biden, invested hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars into businesses that then invested into organizations, private and nonprofit alike, that made tons of money off of tax dollars, which were allocated to those businesses just because they abused their power. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back after this break. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. Be the reason we're still on the air. We have Brain Force at 60% off. This is one of my top two favorite products that we've ever sold. I love Brain Force and I love Turbo Force because I like using products that I can feel the effects of immediately. BrainForce Ultra is one of these products. You will notice a difference in your state of mind as soon as you take this product. Within minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you'll start realizing you're thinking sharper you're speaking more clearly, you're remembering things and you're focused. Invest in yourself at InfoWarsStore.com and be a better version of yourself with BrainForce Ultra at 60% off.
3: Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, We give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at Info Store.
5: The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show.
1: Love to hear what's going on with the Border Security Act of 2023. Well, first of all, we have to talk about what's happening to the board. And it's a complete Absolutely. disaster, a total oh crisis. God. You know, we have got a president, we've got a secretary of homeland security, who won't even admit a problem. They say it's a challenge, and the way they are addressing the challenge is they're just spending more money to we don't even call it apprehension anymore. Now it's encounter Counters. process yes. and disperse. And so they've they've encountered about eight million people. They just released statistics. Hundreds of people on the known watch list. Uh, it's just unbelievable how many people come to this country that we have no idea who they are, about 1.7 million people, what we call known gotaways, but we don't know who they are, we just know that they came through the border, weren't even encountered the process. so uh, we have some banging going on here. But uh, unfortunately we don't have any Democrats, virtually no Democrats in Congress that have any concern about it whatsoever. They're in lockstep behind what President Biden's doing, there's a complete really open border process. Uh, you know total about six million people have been led into this country. There's there's a no one got away or Encountered, processed, dispersed, and half the states have less than five million people. That's the main to the problem. It's completely out of control, but Democrats just don't care. Today. So, understanding, there's no movement on the Border Security Act of 2023 at this point. No. None. No, I mean, okay. You know, the House has passed. HR yes, the House has passed it. Doesn't have a chance in the Senate. It, there will be an attempt to put strong border security measures on any kind of funding for the wars. Uh, my guess, the Democrats will will uh, resist it, and even if you pass something, I doubt that this lawless administration will actually implement the law. They they circumvent the law all the time.
4: 66.6 thousand Venezuelans crossed the southern U.S. border last month, surpassing Mexicans. New York City is flying illegals to your city with free one-way tickets. Another surge of train migrants arriving at the border near Eagle Pass, Texas. Biden pushes lawsuits against gun makers following the main attacks, despite the fact that we're importing terrorists into this country. His rating among Democrats at the lowest level since taking office, making him one of the least favored presidents in the history of the United States since perhaps Franklin Pierce. The immigration version... Excuse me, the immigration invasion is worse than previously thought. It is far worse than anyone wants to realize. Not only is the border overwhelmed, but we are witnessing a slow-motion treasonous act of the highest order, absolutely putting the lives of everyone in danger worldwide... Kellen McBreen writes on InfoWars.com that the establishment is reveling in their evil madness as the Daily Caller reported Department of Homeland Security DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas honored Avide Musavian, Chief of the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, USCIS, Office of Policy and Strategy, and her team for expanding legal processes for migrants to enter the U.S. Tweeting in 2018, before she began her tenure with the Biden administration, the hashtag... Abolish ICE, saying the agency was misleading the public and making our workplaces less safe. I'll tell you what, if there's one thing making the United States less safe, it's the importation of people who hate this country into this country. And I know that proponents of mass immigration always say, Who among you is not descended from an immigrant? But we're not talking about the same immigrants, folks. When my ancestors came to the United States in 1893, you know what they did? They learned English. They embraced the American way, and they fought in World War I, and they fought in World War II, and they were drafted for Vietnam. Fortunately, my father didn't actually have to serve in combat during Vietnam, but he was a victim of the draft. And so there's a difference between coming to a country to be like that country just as there's a difference between a Californian coming to Texas with Texas in his heart and a Californian coming to Texas with California in his heart. There's no problem with coming to America to be an American, but I have a problem if you're coming to America to enact Sharia law. Or if you're coming to American to make America more like Australia, or more like Britain, or more like Saudi Arabia, or more like Palestine. You come to American to become America. Excuse me, you come to America to be an American. You don't come to America to be a Palestinian, or a Saudi Arabian, or a Brit, or a Canadian. African Illegal rapes three victims in France, including pregnant woman, and an underage girl. This is why the government is supposed to protect our border. If it's not going to protect our border against the enemies of our country, then how do you expect our government to protect you against violations of your rights by any perpetrator whatsoever? We know that our justice system has been completely hijacked by leftists and globalists who want to exploit their power in order to line their pocketbooks at your expense, whether your tax expense or your time in prison expense. And we know that this Justice Department, this DOJ, only comes after, prosecutes, and persecutes a certain political persuasion and not others. And then on the cultural level, we are constantly accused of being racists, bigots, and xenophobes. I'm not xenophobic. I just happen to think Western culture is better than any other culture. That used to be called patriotism. Biden uses his cheat card again, meanwhile, to ID only two pre-approved reporters with questions. Joe Biden again used a cheat card Wednesday with the names and faces of just two reporters that were allowed to ask him pre-approved questions. This is the kind of thing that comes as a manifestation of rigged elections. We know that the Hillary Clinton campaign was caught and accused of rigging the debates By having a source leaking the debate questions to the campaign ahead of time, I don't think anybody was fired. Maybe they were, but nobody went to prison for that. Nobody called that out beyond the Trump administration doing the best it could to call that out, the Trump campaign at the time. And we have an administration which is doing the same thing, but rather than doing it for a campaign debate, it's doing it for a kangaroo press conference. I remember when I ran for student body president, I did the same thing. I had a debate against my opponent. And I didn't leak or try to figure out what the questions were going to be, but there was going to be a Q&A section at the end, and we made sure to the best extent that we could that we had as many supporters in the audience as possible to ask us questions. We didn't ask them what questions they were going to ask us ahead of time, but we definitely made sure that we had people friendly to the campaign asking us questions so that it wouldn't be one-sided. And we did so mostly on a defensive note because we didn't know whether or not our opponent was going to do it, so we felt like we had to do it. It was sort of like a Cold War. And what this is doing is like the next level. Not only are they sort of rigging the press releases or the press conferences by placing friendly reporters in the room, but they're taking it to the next level by getting access to the questions ahead of time so they can be pre-approved. And the most embarrassing thing, of course, is that Biden actually needs to see the faces with the names on these note cards. It's written giant because his vision's bad because his whole body is failing him just as he's failing our country just hanging on by a thread. And the reason this man is our president is not because anybody loved him. It's not because anybody supports him. It's because they were so blinded, his voters were so blinded by Trump derangement syndrome, by their blind hatred of all of those who love this country, as was installed in their minds by the brainwashing of the corporate media as if it was done by voice to school technology itself, they hated him so much that they were willing to vote with a man they knew could not steer the ship. They, were, they would rather see this country fail under Joe Biden than succeed under Donald Trump because they are so blindly in hate with him. That's the sick thing about this. And you know what really, really piqued my awareness about this? What really raised my awareness about the extent of the Trump derangement syndrome was the better he did as a president, the more the left hated him. The better the economy was doing, the more they persecuted or prosecuted him. The better things were going, the more successes he had, the harder they pushed back. When Clinton was president, I have a lot of criticisms of Clinton. Not just the monocloncy stuff, whatever. Better blowjobs than no jobs. But There were Republicans that were like, wow, you know, Clinton is not who I voted for. I think the other guy would have been better, but, you know, he's doing a pretty good job. Things are going pretty well. We didn't get any new wars. The better Clinton did, the happier Republicans were. But the better that Trump did, the more the leftists hated him because it's a cult now, folks. It's not a political party. It's a cult. Stick with us. We'll be back right after this break. Make sure you call 877-789-2539. We will be taking calls in the next hour after the next segment.
3: Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting, World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening Defeating the Globalists and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of the Great Reset and the War for the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send it number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalist, and it funds the info war. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at infowarstore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. this is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with the globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered. But the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had this success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon.
5: Infowars.com forward slash show.
4: Welcome back to the war room folks. I'm Chase Geiser, hosting the show today. Make sure you call in 877-789-2539. We're going to take calls for the last hour of the show. Again, that's 877-789-2539, open phone lines, call and talk about anything you want, whether it's something we covered today or something else. I want to hear from you what your thoughts are on the new developments, World War Three, whatever comes to mind, just let's talk about it. It's the most important part of the show. It's what makes us different than other networks because we are the only network that has the call to actually hear from, excuse me, has the courage to actually hear from the listeners take constructive criticism, or respond to those who we resonate with. That's 877-789-2539. Meanwhile, UN-funded scientists are begging the WHO to declare climate and global health emergency. And the only reason the government would do this would be because of the same reasons that we were talking about before, that... They're going to make a lot of money. The political class, the global political class, and the national political class is going to make a lot of money off of green energy. And Vivek famously said that the climate change agenda is a hoax. He was accused of saying that climate change was a hoax, but that's not what he said. He said the climate change agenda is a hoax. So regardless of whether or not you believe in climate change, regardless of whether or not you have varying views on the degree of the problem, it's, regard, it, it, it's irrelevant because this issue, like all other political issues, is being exploited by those who seek to take advantage of the American people. Mainstream media is reporting that over 200 health journals are calling for the World Health Organization to declare a global emergency due to climate and health crises. I wonder what that would actually manifest for them. Obviously, just declaring something um, an emergency Is semantics, but my curiosity is piqued. I wonder what increased powers or influence they would have if they were to declare this an emergency. The BMJ, a UK weekly peer-reviewed medical journal, issued a call for joint action on these issues Wednesday, claiming signing a globalist treaty is essential for planetary and human health. The BMJ explained the research communities that advise the UN's Conference of the Parties COP, or CCP in my opinion, have been warning since 2020 that climate and biodiversity are issues needing global attention from the World Health Organization. With the 28th UN COP on climate change taking place in Dubai in early December and the 16th COP on biodiversity being held in Turkey in 2024, the scientists are now pushing for the globalist group to declare an emergency. As one ex-user accurately noted, WHO-funded scientists want the WHO to declare climate and nature crisis. Basically, the WHO wants to declare a crisis. And why is it that they would want to declare a crisis? Well, it's the same reason that they have issued these manufactured crises upon the planet over the last however many decades. Because anytime there's a crisis, it's an excuse to expand their power. And anytime a people is afraid, they give up their freedoms in exchange for safety. But we know that those who exchange freedom for safety will have none and deserve neither. Speaking of ch- exchanging freedoms for safety, the Biden admin calls for assault weapons ban in wake of mass shooting. VP Harris suggests Australia-style confiscation. I'm actually an advocate of this. I hope they come and try to take my guns because then I can look them in the eye and deal with the problem right away. Biden White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre on Thursday called for new GOP House Speaker Mike Johnson to work together with Democrats to ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. At least they're calling it a magazine and not a clip like they did for years. The House has a new speaker who said he's ready to get to work and to find common ground, KJP said, (laughs) Don't even get me started on the new speaker. This guy's a warmonger in Israel, and any Republican who advocates for finding common ground is a Republican who advocates for compromise. And we know that compromise is when values are exchanged for political capital. Compromise is when two people loses two people lose. A deal is when both parties win. He's not talking about deals. He's talking about compromise here. Anybody who reaches across the aisle with these terrorists is someone negotiating with terrorists. I'm very concerned about this new speaker. I'm very delighted that the old one was ousted. I think that's a great precedent to set. I think all speakers should fear for their position at all times, but I am not inclined to think that this is a good thing. And I think everybody's smiling there, just like Underwood on this picture. This is a great picture. Just like Underwood said in the beginning of House of Cards, the closer you are standing to the power... The more sold out you are to that power. Fascinating to see when groups of politicians stand around a strong political figure because it is so true that the closer you are standing. Why is that guy, why is Scalise wearing a mask? Oh, this this whole thing just makes me so sick and angry. The Democrat administration is clearly attempting to use their recent mass shooting in Maine as an excuse to pass anti-Second Amendment legislation. Also making remarks about the tragic main shooting spree, Vice President Kamala Harris flat-out promoted Australia's 1990s firearms confiscation program as a potential solution to American gun crime. Oh, I hope she does it. I hope she does it. I hope she tries. I hope she tries. <laughs> Make sure you call in 877-789-2539. Again, that's 877-789-2539. And tell us what you think about all this. National Security Agency put on 24-hour watch as Israel readies ground offensive... Large swaths of the National Security Agency, the agency in charge of collecting foreign signals intelligence for the Department of Defense. And they're not just collecting any foreign intelligence, by the way. They are notoriously collecting your own communications. I've recently put in a couple of Freedom of Information Act requests, which I will anxiously share with you as soon as they come in the mail. But we know that the government isn't just spying or surveilling terrorists or foreign enemies or Allies abroad, they're obviously spying on us as well. It's the reason that Edward Snowden had to seek asylum in Russia, of all places, a place not notoriously famous for its protection of the freedom of the press. It went from normal shifts to 24-hour watches earlier this month amid preparation for Israel's ground offensive in Gaza, two sources told Breitbart News. The staffing change, which occurred the first weekend after the October 7th terrorist attacks in southern Israel by Hamas, was to support Israel as they prepared to invade Gaza, but also to monitor threats against the U.S. forces in the region. The new posture will last for at least four months, one source said, which means that this war is not going to end any time soon. Similar staffing changes occurred during the Afghanistan withdrawal and when President Donald Trump ordered a strike against Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, Quds Force leader Qasem Soleimani. In addition to that, U.S. warplanes conduct major strikes on Iranian proxies in Syria. So they're not attacking Iran directly, the nuclear power that is Iran, but they are attacking all of their proxies. This conflict is not just between Israel and Gaza. Now there are several different nations involved, with bombings occurring on airports in Lebanon. Syria being bombed, now the United States is involved, we got carriers in the region, China has upped the ante in terms of its military presence in the region, Russia has threatened to use its missiles within range of our forces in the region, every nation in the world is in some way either directly or indirectly involved in this conflict. It is about establishing U.S. power in the region so that we can prop up falsely our fiat currency in order to maintain our total power over the world through the global reserve currency, which our enemies and our allies now alike seek to supplant with the yen And the reason that we know this is about something other than human rights and protecting Judeo-Christian values and all the jargon and propaganda that we hear. The reason we know that is because there are constantly humanitarian crisis crises all over the world. There's genocide and slaughter of the Armenians happening. Nobody cares or talks about it. But for some reason 1500 innocent civilians in Israel die and the whole world is at World War 3. Why is it? It's Cuz it's not about the civilians. First of all, Mossad knew it was coming. They allowed it to happen because they're using this as a way to gain international support to wipe off everything that breathes within Palestine, whether it's the West Bank, whether it's in Gaza, whether it's Hezbollah in Lebanon. This is about so much more than whether or not Palestinians or Jews have the right to occupy Jerusalem. Because frankly, neither side really cares about the religious aspect. Religion is just used as an excuse to catalyze violence for political gain and power and monetary policy. Because after all, what good is a kickback on a DOD contract to Metabiota if the dollar isn't worth anything because China has replaced the way we exchange and trade oil with the yen? So we're going to go to World War III. We're going to kill our own civilians. We're going to tax the hell out of them. We're going to slaughter all sorts of innocent, both Israelis and Palestinians so that our politicians can secure their financial interests, so that our contractors can ensure their power, so that our intelligence community can ensure its power over us and everything in the world, because it's all about money. It's all for a very special club that you're not in. So help keep InfoWars on the air by supporting us at InfoWarsStore.com and make sure you call in 877-789-2539 tell me what you think. Again, that's 877- 789-2539. Tell me what you think in the next hour.
6: The most powerful InfoWars Life Formula yet. DNA Force Plus is now back in stock for 50% off in our flash sale. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your berry DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include PQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologous roots, rhodiola roots, and an array of even more incredible antioxidants. Antioxidants and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 50% off or for 35% off, grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and Body's Whole Support. Better hurry, though, because these sales will be over in a flash at InfoWarsStore.com.